Smarties, today Steph and I talk about how cultivating curiosity can transform writing. But before we dig into that, Steph and I just wanted to say a thank you to the patrons who have joined Patreon and joined us in supporting the work that we do on Patreon in the last month or so in February. So we wanted to say thank you to Leslie Mayberry, Lisa Marchini, Jen Coleman, Jordana, Ellen Sharp, and Thomas Orgorman. It means so much to us to have you guys support the work that we're doing and supporting the mission of the podcast. So we just wanted to say thank you for joining us. And if you're interested in joining us and supporting the work that we're doing on Patreon for a $5 a month subscription, you can get access to all the back content, all the extended episodes and extended interviews, and all the content that we only release on Patreon. And the way you can do that is by going to www.learnsmarterpodcast.com. Patreon. Today we dig into curiosity and why using it is so important. Let's dig in. You want to learn faster, but sometimes working harder is just not the answer. You have to learn smarter. The Educational Therapy Podcast. Hi, Smarties. Welcome to episode 150 of Learn Smarter, the Educational Therapy Podcast. I'm Stephanie Pitts. And I'm Rachel Cap. And today we're talking about writing and curiosity. So before we do that stuff, it's been a minute since we've recorded just you and I. Yeah. Let's update on what we're watching. (laughs) I feel like that's what we talk about. Did you watch the Woody Allen versus Fair? No, not yet. I haven't watched it yet either. So what did you watch this weekend, Steph? It's a baking bake camp or something with Martha Stewart. What's the premise? It's a competition and you get to earn... One-on-ones with Martha Stewart. That's cool. In her house. Is Carla on it? Yes. I love her. It's called Bakeaway Camp. Bakeaway Camp. There we go. Like Sleepaway Camp, but it's baking. There you go. Have you watched Fast Foodies yet? No. It's with Kristen, if you're a Top Chef fan, Kristen won, I think, season 10. And then the dude bro who won, he was like a fish guy from Miami. Same starts with a J. And then another one who was like on Kentucky. Okay. And I guess the premise is they have celebrities come on or comedians come on and they tell them what their favorite fast food is. And then I guess they elevate it. Oh. I don't know. I haven't actually watched it, but it's supposed to be really fun. Oh. So that's on my list. And she's talking about the chefs from Top Chef in case you don't know, in case you don't watch that show. Who doesn't watch Top Chef? (laughs) It's like, I know that for many years I was part of that population, but then I did a deep dive. Yeah, you did. You did. Yeah. So <laughs> there was a lot of food TV watching as I elevate my uh, cooking skills. I've been very impressed with some of the things that you've taken on lately. Do you want to share what you made yesterday? I made a loaf of bread. And what makes it special? No carb and gluten-free, which is what I need. <laughs> so. <laughs> and does it taste like bread? It does. And I had toast this morning, you guys, which is so happy. She texted me before we set up. She's like, I have to tell you what I just ate because <laughs> it was unbelievable. <laughs> I was so happy for you. Life's little pleasures, guys. Yes. Yes. And I felt bad because yesterday I was telling you about the food fair that I know Adam and I went to. It was like a drive through experience at the Rose Bowl. Which it's not necessarily local to us, but what else are we doing? Nothing. And it was really fun because it was like carnival food and you drive up and it was totally COVID friendly and safe and you just order at the window. Like you never get out of your car and you just drive around station to station. 
The food was fine, but it was more for the experience and having something different to do. That's your favorite part about not getting out of the car, too. That is my favorite part. I know. To not get out of the car. You know, I think some of the innovation that's happened, like, that's a cool thing that can happen now and may happen again in the future. I mean, drive-ins are back. You went to the drive-in a couple weeks ago. We went last summer. Like, I did. There's something wholesome about it, but also, like, the innovation of companies to have to figure out how to make it work. I mean... That was a fun thing to do. CCC is drive through and that's the best thing that's happened. I hope that never goes away. <laughs> because the fact that we don't have to look for parking. I know. And go inside to grab it. I mean, it's obviously more work for the employees in a different way. But maybe less because there's no eating and cleaning up the tables inside. Yeah. And no washing dishes, right? Because nobody's eating there. It's true. And there's always a line, yeah. but they're super efficient. Yeah. And I have to say, I do believe, as I take this very seriously in my clinical analysis of California Chicken Cafe, that they are more accurate than I think they've ever been. I agree with you, actually. And I'm not really sure why, other than maybe less distraction. I don't know. I just feel like there haven't been... No, there haven't been the big... Oopsies. Yeah, because it's always upsetting if you don't get something important like your feta cheese or something like that. That's always devastating. You and your feta cheese, yeah. I love my feta cheese. I know. Anyway, let's dig into today's episode. What we really wanted to talk about was how students need to use curiosity and tap into curiosity when it comes to writing. Obviously, this is something that can be used across the board. Yeah. But today we're going to talk specifically about writing. One of the reasons why this episode came up is because we look at students who get these assignments to write a research paper, you know, for all ages, even fourth graders. And they don't know what to do. They don't know what to look for. They're not quite sure. And that's where you want to turn that curiosity into helping them with the writing. If you're a new listener here, definitely go back and look at our writing series. We'll link other episodes of the writing series in the show notes. But there's a lot that we can do to sort of inspire students to move it forward and to get out of the phase of like overwhelm and not knowing what to do. But one of the things that Steph and I've really honed in on in the past year or so is creating curiosity in our kids because there seems to be among students this expectation or fundamental belief that everybody else knows the answer. 100%. And they're the only ones that don't know the answer. Mm -hmm. And that when the teacher is asking a question, he or she or they are looking for a very specific result. Yeah. And the reality is, is that most students are making their best guess mm -hmm. or engaging with the topic. And we're really focusing sort of on the older kids, the middle school, high school kids today. Yeah. Because truly, in earlier grades, they are looking for sort of more straightforward reading comprehension style questions. But when you create curiosity about the question, or sometimes it's not even a question, just the paragraph prompt that you've been given, mm -hmm. it allows students to take it a step in a direction that maybe I wouldn't have taken it in, but that's fine. Because that's where their curiosity is leading them. You know, this is where we talk about doing a brain dump, and then get curious about what brain dump you just put out there, right? Right. 
what feels like they want to know more or felt like really engaging in whatever they brain dumped. Or what was unusual or meaningful. But let's take it a step back. Do you want to explain what a brain dump is in case we have new listeners? Yeah. So a brain dump is basically when students, even adults, when you have a piece of paper, let's say, or you're sitting in front of a Word document of some sort, and you need to get all of your thoughts out because that's going to answer the question somehow, but you don't know where to start or how to start or all the things, there's too many things going on in your brain and you feel overwhelmed. This is where you do a brain dump. And a brain dump can be anything from, you know, some people do bullet points and whatnot, and some people just do train of thought writing. Yeah. And however it looks to you or your learner, doing that brain dump and getting all the thoughts out helps clear the path to getting to the answer that you want and finding what it is that you're really working for or researching or going to answer or what your essay is going to be about, et cetera. And so a lot of times kids don't realize that they have all these ideas in their heads. And once they start literally thinking about it and getting it out of their head, they start to realize, oh, I do know some about that. Mm -hmm. And that curiosity then is sparked because, oh, I do know some, what else can I learn about it? Or how can I add to it is really the question. Mm -hmm. So the more that we get them curious and then taking that brain dump to the next level of what else can you add to it? Or what else can you find out? While removing the expectation that everybody else somehow knows the answer, because sometimes students will come into session with us and they'll be like, well, what do you think the answer is? And we're like, there's no answer. And for concrete thinkers, for black and white thinkers, Mm -hmm. for sometimes more rigid thinkers, that's very difficult for them to sort of grasp nuance. It is. And the grayness of it. And sometimes we don't know the answer. Right. Genuinely. It's not even that there isn't a right answer or wrong answer. We don't know what the answer could be. And I think that that's important to model that, okay, how can we figure out what could be the answer or different options. You know, sometimes I've had students do brain dumps of different ideas and then which one they feel the most connected to. What feels authentic to them. Exactly. And then that's where we go. And the big thing that I think that we need to remember too is that when you have a learner, especially a learner with ADHD, is keeping them on track to not pivot too much then. Right. Because then they want to go do something else. Oh, well, I'm not finding enough information. I want to do something else. It's there. We just have to help them work through it so that they don't spend unnecessary time. It's very common to have grass is always greener syndrome. Yes. With learners with ADHD. And we want to hone them in. And even if the grass is greener somewhere else, this is the decision that was made and the time already invested. Yeah. We're not going to pivot. Well, yeah, the grass is always greener. There's going to be more information only to find out that there's not. Not, yeah. You have plenty of information. It's just synthesizing the information now. Students with ADHD and students who struggle with executive functioning, which is what my practice focuses on, they love being in the fact-finding stage. Mm -hmm. They love staying in that fact-finding stage. And it's always about moving them into action, out of research. They will stay in research for a really long time without organizing their thoughts, without organizing the research. And then it just becomes writing on the page. It's not meaningful. That's easier. It is easier. Mm -hmm. It is easier. The challenge is creating structure in it. Yeah, for sure. 
So keeping in mind, the first thing is helping them understand what's being asked of them. Yes. Is the first part of the curiosity. What is really being asked when there's a prompt that has several parts to it? They get caught up in like the statement sentence that has information, but it's not really what they're supposed to be answering or writing about. And then they get stuck on that. Right. So helping them really form a question is really important. And Steph, correct me if I'm wrong, but we've done an episode on this. We did do an episode on this. Yes. How to turn a prompt into answerable questions. Yeah. In the writing series. Go back and scroll in your app or go to our website, which is www.learnsmarterpodcast.com and click on the writing series link and all those episodes will pop up there as well. Let's move into the W questions. Mm -hmm. Those are always important. And I literally write them out for my students. Me too. And when they have the question right there, then they can just put the bullet or just, you know. That's their structure for their brain dump then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It depends on the kid. depends on the age. And the W question is the who, what, where, when. And then the higher level questions are the why and the how. Yeah, exactly. So one of the things, if you're looking for a way to help students practice this as they get older, if this is really hard and it's an assignment that has a time-sensitive deadline, etc., is helping them write in a journal. And you can pick topics. There's a lot of really great ones out there. There's a website called journalbuddies.com that I've used. There's the visual prompts. We love the visual prompts. We love the book on journaling. Mm-hmm. Be careful of students with sort of executive functioning challenges. They tend to not like questions about themselves. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what did you do this weekend stuff? Really boring, less engaging, mm-hmm. some curiosity in these prompts. So pick intentional prompts for sure. Exactly. And pick prompts that require more than one thing of them. Yes. Age appropriate, of course. Yeah. Also, we want to add, and we've talked about this before, but if it's too difficult to write it, they can say it aloud to you. You can type it. There's so many different ways of helping them get the information out of their brain. Just be creative with it. Mm -hmm. What we really want to sort of hone in on is that when students feel and when learners feel a connection to what they're writing about, they're more likely to write more. Mm -hmm. And so we want to work on cultivating that curiosity because within that curiosity is that authentic connection that they may have that they may not have seen prior to our conversation about it. And this is where bringing in a skilled educational therapist or learning specialist, perhaps from one of our practices, Mm -hmm. can really provide some meaningful forward-moving strategies and suggestions to help students sort of transition because writing is one of those things that it's hard for grownups too. Most people it's hard for. And I think, you know, one of the things in my practice that I did with a student, a student that was struggling so much with writing, Mm -hmm. his favorite thing is Pokemon. There you go. And I had him start writing about Pokemon. And we chose different topics We chose creating a character. We chose what would happen if a character was different. We chose taking characters and creating a plot and something happens. Iterating on it. Yeah. And so his mother told me that he was writing on his own in a journal this entire Pokemon story outside of sessions. He was so 
thrilled. He wanted to read it to me. It just, mm. it took a life of its own that didn't have anything to do with our sessions anymore. Right. Because he was so into it. And he was writing chapters. And I mean, it was amazing because he felt connected and it felt important and fun in a different way where it wasn't about how he was writing or how he was spelling things or what somebody else asked him to do. It was something that he felt passionate about. And just seeing that was amazing. Awesome. And I think there's, you know, something like that for every kid, just finding it. Just about finding it. Yeah. So Smarties, we hope that this episode inspired some curiosity within you to go back and listen to earlier episodes, even if you've been here for a while. I mean, sometimes Steph and I will go back and listen because we recorded episodes a couple of years ago. And sometimes episodes can be a really cool marker of what we were thinking about back then and what we were using then. Because sometimes we iterate and evolve and forget Mm -hmm. strategies too. So definitely go back and listen to previous episodes and have a great week. Have a great week.